Welcome to the Northern Nerd Podcast. We're glad you could join us today. The Northern Nerd is the Northwoods Entertainment, Media, and Creative Hub. Each show includes different guests that come from all walks of life with stories to share. Enjoy our latest episode. This Northern Nerd Podcast episode is sponsored by Hurricane Lawn Care. They are a reliable and efficient lawn care service provided by Hunter Hessel and Owen Paulson. They offer mowing, weed whacking, raking, light landscaping, and more. Contact them today at 715-558-8611 or find them on Facebook at Hurricane Lawn Care. What was it that you wanted to be when you grew up? That's the first question I want to ask you today. Did you have the courage to pursue that dream, or did you just let that dream die? In this week's episode, I got a chance to sit down with author Ian Malcolm as we talked about his latest book, The Land of Unlived Dreams, which is set to come out May 24th, 2019, and is available for pre-order right now on Amazon.com. We got a chance to talk about what it was like to write this book and how it was different from his first book. Ian was actually on a podcast, one of the earliest guests that we had on the podcast. We talked about his book, The Draxler Program, and I got a chance to talk with him about how this writing process was a little bit different, uh, what he hopes his readers will get out of this book, and what his plans are for the future and how he keeps up with his writing routine despite being busy being a teacher and also going to classes as well. Enjoy this week's episode. So Ian, um, the first question I want to ask you is, how is your preparation different for writing this book um, as opposed to writing the Draxler program? Uh, yeah, great question. Before I get into that, I want to thank you for having me back. It's now a low-key goal of mine to be the most frequent guest on this podcast. Uh, so I think <laughs> I'm off to a good start in that regard. Um, That's right. In terms of your question, um, yeah. So the approach is definitely different just because... Um, with this book, one, it's aimed more towards a younger audience, um, and okay, two, yeah. um, it's not necessarily set in the real world, so I get more creative with it. You know, I kind of had to follow the laws of gravity of the first one, but when you're working with the dream world, you know, there's more freedom to play around. Did the inspiration for uh, The Land of Unlived Dreams uh, come from one particular moment? Is it something that you always kind of wanted in the back of your mind to do, or...? How did the inspiration come about for this book? No, oh, so actually when I started this book, it kind of took over from a different book I was trying to write. Um, I was trying to start like a thriller trilogy um, outside of the Draxler program, but it wasn't really clicking. And then I had a dream of um, the city of Baena, uh, which is just whale in Spanish. Um, you see it on the cover of the book. It's this giant whale with the city on its back. And I just woke up having so many questions about like, why were there these dreams here and like, um, just through asking myself a bunch of questions kind of came up with, uh, the story. Oh, okay. Uh, the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how those, uh, particular ideas come to us, um, and find us and then it's up to us to do something with it. So, Hey, uh, it's awesome that you wrote. I, I was able to read the first two chapters of it and I was, it was something that I could envision myself reading aloud to my class, like my different uh, elementary classes. And, um, yeah, congrats. Uh, Thank you. The new job, by the way. I know this. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Second, second grade should be pretty fun. Oh yeah. So do you 
do you keep a notebook with you at all times in case an idea comes to you or do you have your phone on you so you can write down notes? Cause inspiration kind of hits you whenever it can, it can happen any time of the day. Yeah. Um, it all depends on my settings. So normally I'll either have my laptop or phone at me, um, most of the time. So I have a Google drive folder that's just okay. little book ideas. So whenever I get a new idea, cause I can get a little bit um, squirrely. Like I have a new idea, like, Oh, I want to chase it. Um, I know if I want to get anything done that I can't like run after the squirrel. Um, so I just throw in the folder and when I'm done with the project, that idea still sounds good. I know yeah. it's a good idea. Um, because even after all the time, mm-hmm. it's, it's still appealing. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. I've woken up in the middle of the night, I had an idea that I feel bad for my wife as I turn my phone on to like text it to her. That way it's in my phone in the morning. <laughs> um, so yeah, just whatever yeah. the time you get the idea. Yeah, sometimes it can be at those inconvenient times, but it's it's all part of the the beauty of writing, I guess. So it, has it been difficult to write given your teaching schedule? I know that you're able to write sometimes during breaks or different things like that. So how is how has that process been? Um, it's it's definitely challenging. So uh, for those of you who don't know, as Dalton mentioned, yeah, I'm working full time education, so I'm a substitute teacher. Um, so I'm working 40 hours a week there. Um, I'm in the process of getting my teaching degree. So I'm taking five busy classes day. a semester. <laughs> um, I'm trying, trying to write. I'm trying to make sure my wife still knows I exist and I keep yes. her happy. Um, I have a very bad time. So um, I wake up early in the morning, like 5.30ish, so I can write for like a half hour before work. Um, I, yeah, I try writing on my breaks. Um, and that's, that's really it. It's just being consistent with the, the little time you have. Um, and eventually just add to Yeah. So you're, you're able to get into those routines and even, yeah, like you said, even if it is 30 minutes at a time, it's just making most of that time that you do have um, in between work and then putting, yeah, being able to yeah. have that time to write and just be as creative as heck. <laughs> it's amazing how much more productive yeah. I am when I'm busy. Um, like, so, you know, I wrote this all in very short time, but now that I'm off for spring break, you know, I have literally all day ex- outside of doing some homework, but I cannot find <laughs> time to write at all. Um, it's just crazy yeah. how that works. Yeah. Once you, once you kind of get out of that routine of, okay, I have to be up at this time, get to school at this time and your day is really scheduled out. Yeah. Once, once you have those breaks and mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of, it kind of throws you off there a little bit. Like, I can do it later and right. then just later never comes. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I can get the best of you sometimes, but um I'm really I'm really excited um for this book to hit. Well you did you did share it on your um on your Facebook page. It was the number one new release in children's pirate action and adventure. So kind of a niche market there, but uh that's pretty cool to see that oh, yeah. it's number one that's, release. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's such a niche market, it does equate to a whole bunch of sales. However, it's just still really cool to see uh, that that banner come across right. the screen. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so people can pre-order this right now then? They can pre-order it on Amazon? Yep. So the Kindle edition can be pre-ordered on Amazon. Um, so I suggest doing that sooner rather than later. Those of you who are, uh, for some reason, tempted to buy this after listening to me drone on. Um, uh, so each week as we get closer to um, the release, it's going to increase in price. So again, the sooner you buy it's uh, the better off your wallet will be, although it's not going to yeah. be that expensive. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Um, I mean, you have 31 chapters in this book. Is that correct? Uh, yes. 31 chapters right now. It's, um, just over 70,000 words. It's a little bit shorter than okay. the first Harry Potter. Um, so just for a stone. 
Um, but it is with the final proofreader right now, so it might change slightly one direction or another, but it yeah. should be major. Did you did you draw a lot of inspiration for like creating your own world could because you saw JK Rowling do it first kind of thing? Like you um growing up, did you read her books? Uh yeah. So I don't know if any of the world I create right. came directly from her. However, um, she is just as an author in general is hugely inspirational to me. Um, so I was very fortunate to grow up in a household where um, reading was prioritized. Uh, my mom, when you know, she read all the Harry Potters to us. She read all of the Chronicles of Narnia. Just pretty much every night before bed, you know, we'd sit down as a family and just listen to her read. Um, so those type of books um, are really just a huge inspiration for, um, yeah. for the story. Yeah, it's, and I think it's important that with <laughs> – I guess like in, in today's society, there's always a big push for like technology and things like that. And that, that can be great, but just having that time dedicated to reading and just um, storytelling, allowing your creativity to flow as like, all right, what's going to happen next with this character kind of thing. And those kind of conversations, I think those are still important to have. So yeah. I think you're going to, you can have, you have the potential to make that impact on um, a bunch of different families with this book, the the land of unlived dreams. So. I think that's that's something to be proud of there. I certainly hope so. Right, You're mouth right. to God's ears, right? <laughs> so, so what do you what do you hope readers take away from the land of unlived dreams? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I feel as though we all have our own prior knowledge. What every single person takes away from a story um, is just just mm-hmm. based off their own experience. Um, I know for me personally, um, this is a story of not giving up on your dreams. Um, so I know you've read a little bit of the book, but for those of you who are just listening in, um, the idea of this world is that when we say that your dreams die, you lose your dreams. Um, they don't actually die or disappear. What they do is they go to the land of unlived dreams to live out their purpose. So, you know, back when I dreamt I'd be a baseball player and then shoulder surgery kind of ruined that for me. You know, I might have stopped wanting to be a baseball player here, but there's a baseball player version of me in this world. Um, that's, you know, living out its purpose. So, yeah, I just feel as though our society in general has a way of just telling people that they can't um, do what they want. I feel that a lot of people are knocked away from their dreams because of that. Um, so that's kind of the message that I took away from this book, I hope, you know, especially a lot of children and just whoever reads it yeah. this way as well. You're, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really get that vibe just from reading the first first couple chapters. Um, so the main characters are Colin and Soji. Is that what, is that what, um, how you pronounce that? Yeah, yeah, Soji. So her um, her full name is Sojourner. Um, so I was taking a um, a gender um, a gender class, and we we're talking about Sojourner Truth at the time, who was a you know a leader in both the feminist and okay. the abolition movements. Um, so I really just liked learning about her. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to name this yeah. character Soji after her. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really like short. it. Um, and and so far. Like in the, I'm not giving too much away here, but like the relationship of like with the grandparent right away, that initial conversation that they have is, uh, mm-hmm. is it, is like a relationship with grandparent, like something that you drew on from your own experience or was that just something that came to your, came to your head there? So it's kind of how I envision my own mother being okay. as a grandma. Like she's very, you know, my mom, yeah. she's very quirky. Um, um and so, although I, I named her after my own grandmother who passed away, uh, my grandma Helen, um, this uh, character kind of embodies my my own okay. mother's characteristics. Yeah. So going back to the um, the artwork of the book, 
Um, how how did how did you get go about getting the artwork done for this book? It's very it's a very visually appealing cover, and it, it really draws you in with the with the whale and the pirate ship and and all that kind of going on there. So how how was that process? What was that process like? Yeah, thank you. Um, I absolutely love the cover too. Um, so I was really fortunate. Um, I can't remember the database I found my artist through, but her name is Rachel George. Uh, she's phenomenal. So shout out to Rachel. Hopefully you'll listen to this. Um, uh, so she's this English woman um, who actually, um, just because I saw her, you know, her portfolio and just really matched what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, this is something that um, I think will attract a lot of readers. Like, you know, how they say don't judge a book by its cover, but like, you can look at this book and say like, Hey, a lot of stuff is happening here and I'm going to pick up this book kind of thing. That's, that's initially what it says to me. And I, I'm kind of a, I, I read children's books every now and then. Well, because not only for just my entertainment, but for my job as a teacher too. So this is something that I look at and say like, okay, you could, you could talk to students about just looking at the cover and saying, what do you think this book is about besides the title? What do you think this book is going to involve kind of thing? So I think, I think that the cover really does that for me. So Awesome. Well, that is the point of the cover. So I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. And I'm really glad you brought the students too, because um, I actually had a lot of um, the students who I teach um, while I was getting artwork back from Rachel. Um, I'd show it to them and get their feedback as well. Um, so I just just love the collaboration of this process. It just turned out amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great that you could get your students' opinions too and say like, Hey, yeah, is this, is this something you pick up or uh, what do you think of this kind of thing? Cause yeah, they're the people, they're your target audience there. So that's, that's really neat <laughs> that you got to do that. So as an indie writer, um, marketing has got to be one of the toughest things I think that we have to go through. So in, in what ways um, help you market your book right, right now? So has it been through social media? What, what do you find is the best way to market your book? Uh, yeah, um, we could actually probably just do a whole podcast just on this conversation because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's just so many different things. Um, cause well, a lot of people don't realize that in traditional marketing, I'm sorry, traditional publishing, um, most authors have to market their own books as well. Um, so how I'm doing it, um, so I'm doing it through social media. That's one aspect. Um, another is that I will be running Amazon ads. Um, so, you know, you do things based off of categories and keywords on there. Um, I'm currently in the process of getting things set up to do um, newsletter swaps with authors. I'm trying, you know, cross, um, I want to say cross pollinate, but that kind of sounds gross when I'm talking about my family. Um, no, it's all good. I mean, like people, I think people understand that though, cross pollinate. <laughs> I'm getting in front of these other um, audiences who'd be interested in my work. Oh, okay. So, and then I also had a lot of success game reviews through uh, Bookstagram. Um, reaching out to bookstagrammers on on Instagram, who I think one do an amazing job posting reviews and um, you know their pictures are amazing and who I think um, either already have a great audience or will have a great audience just based on their content. Um, so I have a bunch of people lined up for that as well. So it's just been a multi-tiered effort. Yeah, that's that's, that's like really a thousand mile in the air, like overview of all the advertising that's going into this. Yeah. So, so through all those, through all those different things, uh, through all those different avenues, I think that's great that you're exploring those, not putting all your eggs in one basket, but you're, 
you're reaching out to the authors, you're reaching out to the bookstagrammers and knowing that they have a, a strong following and know that they've built that credibility given the um, reviews that they've already given. And so reaching out to the, all those different people, I think that's, that's a great thing that you're doing. And it can be, it can be a grind sometimes. So the fact that you're doing that, I tip my cap to you, sir. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's definitely well worth the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the reward that you see from putting in that work is, is something that's pretty special, I think too. So we talked about writing and your writing, um, but what book have you <laughs> in your free time? Do you have any, do you have any time to read lately? Have, have there been any books that you've been reading lately? Um, what is this time thing that you talk about? Uh, uh, so normally I get my reading done uh, through audiobooks. Um, okay. The last book I was listening to was like the first book in eons I haven't been able to finish. Like it was just like, uh, it was a struggle. <laughs> um, so actually I just got new credits. So I'll be getting um, Bobby Hall, Logic's uh, new novel. Um, well, first novel, uh, Supermarkets. Um so I've heard really good things about it, so I'm excited to check that out. Um, another book I listened to recently that I really liked, um, I want to say the guy's name is Jasper Fjord. Um, he's a Welshman, and um, the book was called Early Riser. It's basically um, uh, set in this um, alternative world where humans have to hibernate. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, this, uh, the character is one of the few people who stays up during the winter to make sure like everything is like safe. Um, so there's a really unique story. Um, I love that it's set in um, and around the area that I studied abroad in in college too, um, in Swansea. So yeah, it's just a very, very um, unique and interesting book. I loved it a lot. Yes, yeah, so you're able to make that, um, you're able to make that connection with, and you could probably picture a lot of the stuff that they were talking about in the story. Well, not, not necessarily like the, the zombies like, and stuff, but like uh, the other stuff for sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what? The, the zombies didn't happen when you're over there? Oh, no. Well, some people who drunkly walk around uh, Wine Street could definitely be considered <laughs> zombies. Are people just kind of waddling out of Nando's? Um, yeah. For the most part, no, they're fairly human. Well, that, well that's good to hear. Glad, glad <laughs> you survived that. <laughs> so, oh. All right. So in regards to this mysterious thing is time, um, what... <laughs> What have you been able to, are you a big Game of Thrones guy or are you not on the Game of Thrones train? Oh, I love Game of Thrones. I am all about uh, my GOT. Actually, when we were living in Spain, uh, the set for Dragonstone was like a 20 minute bus ride from us. So we go out there and just like hike um, the stairs. So yeah, very, very, uh, uh, it was a fun time. <laughs> so what is, uh, what's your take so far on the latest season? I mean, we're not going to give away any spoilers, but you think it's it's going to be like a a soul crushing end to this series or what what's your vibe so far um so so far i'm loving it i think uh, just because it's been such a long time people have kind of forgotten that normally a lot doesn't happen the first episodes they're like oh why is this so slow i'm like guys this is normal game of thrones have you not been paying attention um i do expect the ending to be very mixed emotioned uh, I can't remember which, what character said it, but they're like, if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Like it's one of the, the character lines of dialogue. Um, um, it just feels like that symbolizes the show itself. I mean, I can't say too much because I'm going to be one of those people, and Ian, Ian you're going to be mad at me here, but I've actually I've only watched one episode of Game of Thrones. 
How do I? It's it's fine. To each their own. I mean, I mean, we only have you know a limited amount of time. So if you other things you gotta do, go ahead and do them. I'm not one of those like, how dare you not listen or watch this? Like, right. it's whatever, man. He drops out of the podcast right now. He's like, that's it. I can't. I can't do it with this guy anymore. Never talk to you again. Yep. <laughs> the streak. The streak on the podcast sends that too. It <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, was fun while it lasted yeah <laughs> but um okay so game of thrones what about are you are you a marvel guy so are you are you pumped for this avengers endgame coming up um so i enjoy the avengers um i enjoy marvel um however i haven't really seen all the movies um so again back to my limited time when it goes to actually like seeing movies in theaters um, it's based on what my wife likes and she's not a big superhero movie person. Um, so I haven't really been able to, uh, watch all of them. Yeah. So this not is- compromise. So yeah, do my part. Yes. Yes. Only so many, so much time in a day. Exactly. So, <laughs> in regards to that, you know, I want to thank you again for coming on the show, but before, before we sing you out here, um, I want to ask you, what's the nerdiest thing that you own? The nerdiest thing that I own. Yeah. Ooh, that is a good question. Um, so back in the day, I used to be a Logic Stan. I still am a, a big Logic fan. I'm not Stanish um, anymore. Um, but I have two autographed Logic posters um, that are probably never going to be hung in my house. I'm going to figure out what to do with them. Um, that would probably be... Uh, probably the closest thing to like a nerdy thing that i own what's your no if i ask you this it's probably going to be an even tougher question but what's your favorite logic song Ooh, Ooh, that is very tough um so i like going back to some of the older mixtapes um so if i'm ready to party um i'll throw on logic's uh ballin back with a uh, c dot castro um i actually okay. played the clean version of that uh while i was uh working gym class the other day Nice. Yep. Impressed the kiddos there. Like, yeah. No big deal. Um, kind of just like, um, just like a chill. Like, I'm mean, kind of feeling myself. Kind of, kind of mood. I'll put yeah. on his song. Do you like? It's when he has this Adele sample. Very good. Um, <laughs> I also reference one more. The first Logic song I ever heard. Uh, just another day. Um, so that's a, one of my favorite songs. Just because, like, as soon as I heard him, like holy shit, who is this guy? I just had me hooked. Yeah. So I say right. those are probably three of my favorite, but they're also good. I, I'm finding out like, and he's he's one of those guys that too, he's he's not afraid to be nerdy or anything like that. Like just following him on Instagram and or Twitter and different things like that too. So I think he's a really good lyricist as well. Like his, his music does have a message. Like we saw that with, um, I forget the, the number right now, but he, like the song that was big on the radio, 1-800. Song. Um, yeah you didn't memorize the whole number what is wrong with you dalton i am sorry i need to get on my game i'm off wow sir yeah well two strikes against me game of thrones now this shoot i i, I don't know if you can recover yeah i'm gonna give you another chance just because i believe in you okay all right appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for coming on, Ian. I, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, glad we were able to do this. We we figured it out um, through through the Anchor app here. So um, yeah, thanks again for coming on. And 
Yeah. We'd love to have you on again and uh, talk about your book, making like the bestseller list or something like that. Hopefully we can have that conversation here. Yeah, that super dope. So people, if you want to have that happen, go ahead, hit up Amazon, type in the land of unlived dreams. Right now, the book is only 99 cents. Uh, so let's uh, boost up the ratings. And Dalton, thank you for letting me pimp myself. And thanks for hanging out with me. Hey, not a problem. Pimp all you want. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I don't know. Nope, that's not going to be on a t-shirt anytime soon. All right. Um, we'll, we'll consider this pimp your book, like pimp my ride kind of thing. That so, would be amazing. Can you just imagine an exhibit just busting through your door? We go <laughs> get you a new cover. Got a little spinners going. Sorry, I'm... Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's that's good. That's I, I'm imagining the same thing right now. So exhibit, if you're out there listening, we have your new TV show idea for you, and we just we just gave you the keys to the city. So yeah, and then just to delay the end a little bit further, when I was a kid, I dreamed of just getting a shitty car just so I could be on that show. I had no idea that it was only in California. I'm like, I'm going to buy Mr. Schmidt's wood wagon. Yes, it was going to come to my house. That was a dream. The Midwest Coast Customs. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Off the Namakagan. <laughs> Osho, Riverside is for life. Heck yeah. All right. Well, take care, man. All right. See you, Dalton. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Northern Nerd Podcast. Feel free to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and follow us on Spotify so you can stay up to date when we have a new episode posted. That about does it for us for this week. So take care and continue to be kind to one another.